Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You know, more likely he'll make it than, than an Iggy. So I think just facing the floor, allow everybody to get into the right positions, and we'll be good to go. Um, I don't think Katie's going to play. I mean, I really hope he does, but uh, I don't think he is. And I think the only way we can get out of this is if Clay goes for 30, Steph goes for 40, and we get Iguodala to hit a couple threes. The game two, the one that we won, we had Quinn Cook hit a couple threes, Iggy hit a couple threes, and that kind of gave us the push we needed. Uh, we haven't got that from any other game. So I think if we can get production out of, you know, a couple threes out of Quinn and maybe one out of Iggy, um, we'll be on the right path to Steph and uh, Clay can uh, stay hot. But enjoying the, the show, guys. Thanks for letting me chime in. Thanks, thanks. Jay, Jay, hold up. Is he still on? Is, do you think? No. I was going to ask him how hot. Oh, Joey, Jay, if you can hear me. How, how, what's the weather like in Hayward right now? Uh, it's probably like 85. What? Cooling down. Oh, it's probably cooling right. down. But how about this Cooler. This afternoon? Oh, it was in the 90s, like 91, 92. Thanks for calling in, man. That's all I need to hear. That's all on, I needed. On the text line, uh, the 510 asks, uh, <laughs> Sam's how come no one's it. holding Sean Livingston more accountable? Um, I think it's just because I mean, the media likes him. I, Sean's the seventh or eighth man God. in the rotation. Yeah. We would all like to see him play a little better, uh, but we're all aware that kind of this is towards the end of his career. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to be more realistic with what we can truly expect out of Sean yeah, Livingston. Nobody, nobody's slandering Sean Livingston. Get out of here. Um, so he, here's the uh, here's the thing about Clay um, to, to Jay's question. I think I think I don't know. I think that the Warriors thought that Kevin Durant would be back Game Four, and I think that they thought if they could. Maybe give a game away, not really give a game away, but at least rest him for game three, that they both could play game four. And that would be the one that they could win. And with both both players back in a best of three, that they'd be fine. Uh, once they found out that Kevin Durant couldn't play, and I don't think they found out found out to maybe, you know, when late Wednesday or even Thursday night, that's when it became kind of like, okay, then then everything got kind of screwed up. So I think they tried to manage it in a way that kind of light years feeling. Uh, I think it backfired. I think he probably should play game three. Yeah, I mean, it, you could you could look at it two ways. Um, if he'd have played, he'd have had 48 hours less rest. He was clearly hobbled. I mean, we all saw him struggle to walk when he left in, in game two. It's kind of wild that he was struggling to walk on Sunday, and then five days later or four days later on Friday, he looks borderline unstoppable moving off screens and shooting. There, there was a little yeah, grimacing, but I mean, it, it, it is insane how yeah. fast um, teams can get guys healthy. <laughs> the miracles of modern medicine. By the way, Sam, 97 in San Leandro and 105 in Tracy tomorrow. 97 today in Concord. Your thoughts? It's too hot. <laughs> it's just too hot. I can't do this. I'm sweating in here. Carl, where is the AC, man? Where is <laughs> no AC, no Porter Robinson, no EDM? Um, all right, should we go back? Should we get one more? Sam, yeah, let's, let's let's go to um, on line one, Sparky in Oakland. Okay, uh, Sparky, how's it going? 
Hey, guys. Yeah, it's been hot, man. I've been all over the Bay today from, like, the lower uh, the lower 80s to, like, one, what is it, 98 Ugh. or 101 out in Pleasant Hill. But, hey, uh, hey, appreciate the show, too. But this isn't going to be the last one. You guys are going to have one on Father's Day because this thing's going to seven. We need to stop, like, this guy should have played this or he should have played that. It's time to move forward. And I think what, to answer your guys' question, uh, what KD can give us is space on the floor. I mean, you know, he's uh, the easy money sniper. Just just putting him out there opens things up for everybody. I mean, you know, Iggy's going to play better. Everyone, Trayvon's going to play better. The Splash Brothers are going to be back. You know, they won't be double teamed because, you know, uh, KD – he can hit threes off one leg if he if he needs to, you know. So put him out there and, you know, get us 15 to 18 points, big money points in crunch time when the game needs to change and turn the tide and, and then, you know, let Clay, Curry, and, and those guys just do what they do. But I think that's the most we can expect out of him is just to create, you know, fear. Like they got a fear that he's on the court and he's going to, you know, he's going to shoot from – from 30 foot if he needs to and, and, and put a guy on him. So that opens up uh, everything else. And then on the defensive side, he, he probably can't do too much, you know, grinding on, uh, on defense. So maybe put him around the basket and, and hope for the best there. But as far as the offense, I think that's going to open things up. It's going to spread things out. It's going to spread the floor and uh, the, the double teams will be gone. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks guys. Thanks Sparky. Sparky brings up a good point. Andy, how many um, threes do you think players not named Steph and Clay hit in game four? Negative 10. Um, close. <laughs> the official number of threes hit by non-Splash Brothers in game four was zero. Oh, wow. Now, it's been, wow. Lo- it's been low all series, but it was actually zero. The, the rest of the team went 0 for 8. And I'm not sure which is uh, worse. Which is worse? Only eight attempts or <laughs> zero makes? Oh my! I didn't know that. It's a hell of a stat. Oh for eight. That's a level of so yeah. I mean, even if Katie is hobbled and um, it affects his ability to play defense, and they could use his 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 defense in the pick and roll because um, they're probably going to go with that small ball lineup if he comes back. Yep. But just having someone else who can confidently make shots from outside of 15 feet. Yeah. We'll do wonders for them right That's now. It's really all they need. All right, well, let's go. We got a minute. So let's go to Dylan in Dublin real quick, real fast. Dylan, sir, how you doing? Got 30 seconds. Good. How, about you, how about y'all, Phil? Doing good. We're doing good. Uh, to answer your question about KD, uh, uh, when you were talking about on the radio a little bit a while ago, that if KD was uh, able to drop about 20, 25 in games five and six and come out and have a KD night, that would be obviously tremendous and really good for the Warriors, but I think that's how it's going to go because KD was listening questionable, practicing today. So I have high hopes for the Warriors right now. I've been a fan, born 92 in the Bay Area, so yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Love Appreciate the call, Dylan. Born in 92, did he say? That is correct. Born in 92, like me. 91. Yeah. So well, we'll how be back. You, Sam, 81. Sorry, we'll go to break. No. All right. Uh, on the other side, we have the butcher boy, Joe Shasky, joining us, and then we'll be taking your calls the rest of the way. This is 95 7 the game.
Now back to Warriors World Radio on 95.7 The Game. Here's Andy Liu and Sam Esfandiari. Look at producer Wes coming in clutch. Just Sam, it's just a little request. You know, sometimes you got sometimes you got to throw the request out. You throw some Avicii on. You know, it feels good. I'm back. Sam, Sam did you listen to Avicii's new album this week? Oh, of course. <laughs> Warriors World Radio, you got Andy Liu, you got Samus Fendiari. Um, we're talking about, I mean, obviously we're talking about everything Warriors, down 3-1. Kevin Durant coming back tomorrow, maybe, right? Being thoroughly outplayed by Kawhi Leonard, who's having the series of his life. There is literally, Sam, do you agree with me? There is literally no one better to talk about this than Butcher Boy. Oh, not, not even close. We're going to need some... Uh, from producer Wes, we're gonna need we're gonna need some aggressive music for for Shasky. Ooh. <laughs> San Francisco day when I was growing up out here. <laughs> I guarantee you, Carl the Fox is is run by someone who moved here like seven years ago. That's the funniest part about it. I know I, I'm ranting on Carl the Fox. Sorry, boys. Shasky. <laughs> Um, we didn't hear the first well part done. of what you said. Well yeah, done, we didn't hear the first Russ. part. You, we didn't hear the first part. Too much Metallica. What were you? Well, basically, what I'm saying is, boys, I'm going to bring the caliente takes for you guys because it's like 90 degrees here. I'm pacing in my living room. I'm about to go sit on my porch or uh, in my front porch here because it's unbelievably hot here in San Francisco. Abnormally so, and my dogs are upset. I'm upset. Uh, it, it, it's too hot. Where's the fog? <laughs> Everyone boy upset. Carl the Fog not coming through uh, again. Carl is a transplant. There's no way I never heard anyone. I'm a fifth generation San Francisco born and raised in Excelsior. I never heard anyone named Carl the Fog. I, it was just called Fog. It was just a regular day. You know when you when you come in from Marin, like say you go on a nice day trip, or you fly in after being away for a long time. There was something nostalgic about that cold marine layer just sitting over the Golden Gate Bridge, and you just like. Ah, I'm home. I'm in basketball shorts. It's 48 to 52 degrees, and I feel lovely. Uh, so you hear that, producer Carl? We need you out of this city. You hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, butcher boy, Joe. All right, so how are we feeling? Because last time we spoke, it was 1-1, I believe. And the Warriors, you know, thought they had it. They were good. Game two, Cousins looked great. Katie would be back. Now it's 3-1. And KD still isn't back. And the Warriors are getting outplayed every aspect of the game. So what are we thinking here? Well, first off, and look, let's on the front end, let's give Toronto all the credit. They're the better team. They're the deeper team. They're the mo- more cohesive unit right now with the best player. Like the, Those are all the check marks. And I also think tactically they've done a lot of little subtle things, whether it's the defensive uh, tactics that they've employed with Clay Thompson and Steph Curry bumping them, then Curry allowing Steph to play so off the ball, which plays right into the mugging that happens every single time he's trying to run through screens. Like There's a lot of little things that they've done really well. One of the things that I love about what they've done offensively is they don't just do the Houston pick and roll for the sake of the pick and roll so that they can run the ISO. They do the pick and roll, and then Steph is switching every single time, and they're getting Pascal C. I 
Siakam. They're getting Gasol. They're getting Kawhi Leonard matched up on Steph Curry in the paint. They've done a phenomenal job of getting what they wanted at certain spots on the court, whether it's a Gasol down screen to set up Pascal Siakam against Sean Livingston. Like, you name it, they've done all the little things in the half court. And then the, the, the base of this run for the dynasty has been defense. When you don't get defensive stops, and Andy, I know you know this, I'm a coach, when you don't get stops, you have to walk the ball up the court. As much as you want to play with tempo, like when the other team scores, it's just you physically cannot play a tempo and up and down and have teams scrambling the same way you can after a missed shot, after a long rebound, or after a turnover. And we know that this team is just strapped physically right now. And, and to be honest, Toronto's whooping their ass. And there's no other way around it. And Kawhi Leonard has physically been unbelievable. We know he's probably 80, 85%. He doesn't leave the ground. He's, he's playing like Andre Miller back in the day. He's not even elevating. But he's so good at, at running into the, the defender subtly, using his strength, and then having the degree of difficulty shots where he can still kind of fade away and hit that low arcing shot. He's been absolutely brilliant. He's been getting to the free throw line, and they've been the aggressor. They deserve credit. Now, on the other end, guys, let's call it what it is. Kevin Durant, where the hell are you? If this was LeBron James doing a no-show to the media, if this was LeBron James sitting in the back of the locker room getting these little, like, grainy videos where he's high-fiving his teammates going in, like, to me, I'm sorry, this is unacceptable. You're one of the top players in the league. You're handsomely paid. No one's saying that you're not hurt. We all agree that you're hurt. We, we know you're hurt. You want to be out there. But by God, step in front of a podium and take some heat like a man. This is why you get paid $35 million. Like, this is why Nike has you as one of their signature athletes. You should step up, own it, and just say, guys, I'm trying to get out there. Instead, he's making Steve Kerr, he's making Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, all of these other people are getting taken to task by the media because we want answers. And honestly, people say, he doesn't know anyone. B.S. He owes everyone, and if anyone he owes, it's his own teammates. So in my opinion, it's been a cowardly, cowardly, cowardly series by Kevin Durant just for the simple fact that he hasn't stepped to the plate. And I'm so whoa, whoa, whoa. defending okay. him since day one, fellas. I love Kevin Durant. He's one of the all-time greats. We've needed him every step of the way. But I'm not going to lie to you. The shenanigans that he's been pulling over the last three weeks, like, man up, bro. Just get in front of a microphone with your Chicago White Sox hat and like like you said, grow up to Ethan Sherwood Strauss. I look in the mirror, bro. Michael Jackson, man in the mirror. Where have you been? <laughs> Shasky. I, honestly, I don't care if he talks to the media or not at this point, but you brought up a good point with Kawhi. You said Kawhi is probably about 80%. I'd agree with you there. You see it in, in some of his movements. Like he, he can't explode off his leg the way we're used to seeing him. So, my question for you we got a report. Katie's questionable tomorrow. How much do they need out of him? Like, what percentage of KD do the Warriors need out there to have a chance to pull this 3-1 comeback? Well, first off, it's it's literally possession by possession for me. Like, that's, like I'm not even looking into the three games. Like, they need to start possession by possession. And that sounds asinine, but it's the absolute truth. They need Kevin Durant to literally stand in the corner like he's Bruce Bowen, and I don't care if he even crosses half court on defense. They need him on offense 
strictly like Randy Moss, like old man Randy Moss. You just line him up out there, and safeties have to honor him. It's the same thing with Kevin Durant. You just throw him in the corner. You have to at least be near him. I don't even care if he's got crutches. I don't care if he's in a wheelchair like Paul Pierce. Throw him in the corner. I don't care if he gets back on TV. I literally do not care. Offensively, just for the spacing alone, they need him out there. Guys, they need this guy. I've been saying it the whole time. Warrior Nation, warrior, whatever you want to call us, it's, it's, it's been unbelievable to see the amount of arrogance and the disproportionate reality to the facts. The fact is, Kevin Durant is one of the greatest players to ever play. Period. You do not get better with one of the best players on the world not playing. I don't care how your team is assembled. Now, considering this is a salary cap organization uh, of the business, like it's even exponentially more important to have him out there because it's $35 million with their salary cap you couldn't spend on the bench. Like That's the part of nuance people don't understand is that when you got four all-stars making lots and lots of money, it is so ridiculously difficult to tinker with the bench. And what you're seeing on Toronto is two guys making pretty good coin in Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry, but a lot of other guys making decent amounts of money. And so they're playing their seven, which are making the top end of them, and, and it's, they're just deeper. They're absolutely deeper. We're out here crucifying Quinn Cook and Jonas Jerepko. These guys are minimum salary players. When push yeah, comes to shove, it's about the superstars, boys. Yeah. We've yeah. known this since day one. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm with you on that. Yeah, the Afonso McKinney Slinder has got to stop from yours truly. So, by the way, nobody gets the uh, text line more popping than uh, than Joe Butcher Boy Shasky. You know, people either love you or they hate you, Shasky. I love that. You know, that's it's the Howard Stern effect, bro. I mean, you know what? The people that hate, they listen for like three straight hours, and they're just constantly texting. And I tell them, dude, this is like Popeye spinach. You're just fueling me, you haters, you dweebs. It's all good, man. If you don't love it. You're entitled to disagree. That's the beauty of America, boys. <laughs> Nothing better. Nothing better. All right, so Sam brought up a great question at the beginning of the show about an hour and a half ago. What, where does this Raptors team rank? You know, where, where do they rank in regards to the Warriors' opponents these last five years? Oh, that's a really tough question. I, I honestly think, uh, even with Kevin Durant, this is where I have to give Toronto credit. I don't necessarily know what this series would be like. I see a lot of people telling me, we would win this series easily. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think that's discrediting Toronto. Toronto is a really, really, really good team. They're hot at the right time. I mean, Kyle Lowry has put together more playoff moments in this run than his entire career combined. So I think they deserve some credit. And I don't know if this team, because I see a lot of the analogies, this is like the Lakers and the Pistons. To me, it reminds me more of the Dallas Mavericks in the sense that like, you had old man Jason Kidd, old man Sean Marion. You had all of these guys that were might on the back end of their career, but these were damn good players across the board. And when I look at this Raptors team, Kyle Lowry's been a good player. I Playoffs, you know, notwithstanding, a really good player for a long time. Gasol, really good player for a long time. Now, Pascal Siaskam, he, he's, he's definitely a, a rising star. But Danny Green has been a thorn in Warrior side going back to 2012, 2013. I mean, I've hated this guy forever. He's an absolute hack, but the guy hits big shots, and he talks smack. And he knows how to get under Clay Thompson and Steph Curry's 
uh, under their skin. The guy is just, he's, a, he's one of those dudes, you hate him when he's on the other team, you love him on your team. I mean, he's just one of those kind of guys. So I'm looking at the way this team's assembled, and even if we were at full strength, even if we were super healthy, I still think this would be a great series. I still think we would win, but that's my own blind arrogance. But I think it, it wouldn't be a sweep. It definitely wouldn't be a five-game. I still think it would be a six-game series. Shasky. Going forward, I got a question. Are you looking more at the Warriors' offense or their defense to step up? Oh, boys, up? it's defense. It's absolutely defense. I mean, look, they've given up uh, 109, 109, 109. They've got to get stops. I mean, this offense, especially in the half court, it's constipated straight up. There's no way around it. It's absolutely constipated in the half court. And the only way to cure that is you get stops, you get turnovers, and it fuels someone like Draymond Green, who he'll get a big rebound and just go and push the tempo. Steph Curry, same thing. You get better looks when the defense is scrambling. That's just a fact. When you get them rotating and scrambling and moving around, and when Steph has the ball in transition, they're such a threat from beyond the arc, it gets teams rattled. But when Steph is off the ball in a half-court set, you're allowing, you're allowing the other team to just get as physical as they possibly can, like they're the Seattle Seahawks, you know, Legion of Boom out there, and they're daring the referees, I dare you to call six fouls on Van Vliet, on Danny Green, off the ball. And, and to their credit, they're getting away with it, and it's an excellent strategy. Conversely, Steve Kerr, hello, can you figure this out? Why does James Harden get all the calls he gets? Because he's holding the ball so that the referees have to call any kind of bump, any kind of foul. And you're seeing it with Kawhi Leonard. M- McKinney breathes on him, and rightfully, he's going to the free throw line. Yet Steph, Cur- uh, Steve- Steph Curry is off the ball getting absolutely mugged, and no one's looking at that. And I don't blame them. Put the ball in his hand. Run the pick and roll. Here's the other thing, guys. The Draymond pick and roll, let's be real. The reason it hasn't been utilized or as effective in this series, they're a really long team at the rim. Like, give them credit. They've done a fantastic job at the point of attack. They've done a really good job rotating. And quite honestly, Draymond has not finished, and there aren't a lot of shooters out there for him to dish to. So, uh, it's a lot of things, man. Iggy's been playing terrible, guys. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. And after he squeezed this team for the $16 million, like, honestly, I don't want to hear about he's only needed for one series every year. Well, guess what? Every time we need him in one of these series, he comes up lame. Last year, he was nowhere to be found in Game 6 and Game 7 because he was hurt. This year, where's he at? He's hobbled and hurt. Look, I love the guy, but you've got to step up over this. This next game... I need at least double digits from him. At least. I cannot have him going one to six and just a three-pointer and not playing defense in the fourth quarter. It, uh, slander, Butcher Boy slander stops for no one. Absolutely no one. All right. Bro, I keep it real. I mean, that's the, the reality is I'm trying to win championships. I want to maximize what we're looking at so that we don't look back 15 years from now and say, man, like the Miami Heat, I'm so glad we like, won yeah. two, but, man, we left two other ones on the that team. Is, like, uh... That is sucks as a sports fan. It absolutely sucks. I, you, tomorrow's not promised. I mean, it, you, one of these guys could have a Liz Frank injury. One of them could have some sort of a debilitating injury. They, they could just fall out oh, of favor yeah. uh, as friends or as teammates. Stuff yeah. happens. It's pro sports. We think the window is wide open, and really, it's very delicate, guys. Yeah. I mean, look at KD. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. He's hurt. You might not play the rest of the series. So let's, let's, uh, let's get you out of here, Shask, with one more. Um, Wind you up and let you go. What is your prediction for the rest of the series? And we're, we're going to assume Katie's back tomorrow. If Katie's back tomorrow, I think they eke out a W. 
And, and, I, and it pains me. To, I'll be honest. I, it, with the KD thing, I mean, we had seven different alerts between the last time the game ended and this morning. It's, it's getting ridiculous at this point. Either he's playing or he's not. Like, I hope he plays. If he plays, I think we eke out a victory. But, guys, I still – I think it's I think it's Toronto. I think it's Toronto in six. I think it's Toronto in seven. Heck, they might even get blown the f out, boys. I'm not gonna lie to you. Game five, I feel like we're gonna know in the first four or five minutes what their wow. sense of urgency is. And Steve Kerr, I'm looking at you. If Boogie's got seven thumbs out there and he's turning the ball over left and right, sit his ass on the bench immediately. I don't have time to wait around. It's the finals for Christ's sake. Like, grow a pair of nuts, Steve. I love you. I love all the things you do away from the game. But have a sense of urgency for the – I don't want to hear about strength and numbers. Go with who's going to help you, and if they're not going to help you, yank their ass. Give them a possession or two, and if it doesn't look good, yank them. Like, Steve Kerr has to have a sense of urgency. Love the guy. I do. Love the guy. I'm not slandering him. He's a great coach. I love what he does off the court. But, by God, I don't want a Festus Azili situation where, you know, you're playing the guy because you feel obligated. No, play who's going to help us win. If Andrew Bogut gives us the best chance in the first couple of minutes to establish a defensive rapport, then by God, he needs to start, period. And guys, we're going to, I feel like we're going to know right away, once Clay sits down, once Clay sits down and comes back in, what type of Clay are we going to get? I'm not knocking him. It's just when you have those types of injuries, you feel good after the shot. Then you sit down after you've broken a sweat, and it's hard to get going again. And you saw the lateral quickness when he was trying to guard Kawhi, which is extremely unfair. He just couldn't do it. He just couldn't do it. So I think I'll have a really good feel early in the second quarter when hopefully Clay Thompson checks back in. We're going to know what type of team they have at that point. I mean, they're, they're going to come out gunning, but can they maintain that type of pace? Thank you, Butcher Boy. We've got a lot to react to there. Love it. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> Thanks, um, man. With my slander of Carl the Fog. <laughs> I appreciate we, can, we can all agree that the Carl the Fog slander was the correct take. Bro, you know he's from, like, L.A., or like Indiana. He's not from the Frisco. I guarantee you that. Indiana Who the hell calls Fog Carl? Get out of here. Get, give, me a, give it a better Frisco name than that. For hear that, producer Jesus Carl. Hear that. You, you are right, and I no never Carl's really allowed. considered it. Um, never heard that nickname until like five years ago. It, That's not a thing. Bro, my grandma wasn't out in the Excelsior like, hmm, look, Carl the Fog's out today. <laughs> no, she was not. She was like, wow, it's another San Francisco day. Boys, have a good one. No dubs. Have a good one, Shasky. I need a drink. <laughs> I, need, I, need a, I, need a, I need a shot of tequila. So, so I, think, uh, I think the most interesting thing Shasky said at the end there was he wants more urgency from Kerr. Um, game three, holding Clay out, which – we honestly don't know how healthy he was and if he could have gone and what he would have looked like if he went in game three instead of game four. Um, putting that aside, have you felt like he hasn't had urgency? Because, I mean, he's he's not taking stuff off the floor. He's like taking stuff off the floor the bare minimum. He's trying to buy minutes, um, and he, he's not really getting those uh, the ability to, to buy minutes. Same with Clay. same with Draymond. I mean, I think he's searching for – for something they quite frankly don't have. Yeah. No, I think that's it. I, I think it doesn't really matter what Steve Kerr does right now. There's not much that he can scheme up or draw up or adjust. There's not much there. Yeah. There's that he can there's do. no uh, there's no you know make it 2014 for Iguodala yeah. yep. and yep. Bogut yep. move that he can go to. He can't he can't make him five years younger. You know what you know what the adjustment here is, Sam. 
Get that one guy back. Quinn Cook? <laughs> get that one guy back. Sean, if, Sean Livingston? Well, they were, it would be nice to get Sean Livingston back, actually. But I think that that's it for if you're a coaching staff for the Warriors or whoever it is. Uh, it's Kevin Durant coming back. Now, there is one... If you if you really want to break that, I, I think there is one, and, and Butcher Boy talks about this. This is classic Warriors fan um, kind of want from Steve Kerr. It's, stop playing Steph Curry off the ball, man. If you're going to lose, lose with your guys. Don't don't lose with Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala playing hot potato in the in, in the three point line. What, what is that, right? Lose with Steph Curry if he's going to throw three pick sixes in a pick and roll. Whatever. He's the best player on the team right now. Lose with him. Don't lose with Andrew so, Bogut you, on the wing. You know why they're doing that. Uh, because if they go with the Steph pick and roll, he's going to get blitzed. Then go ISO. And that's going to create go shots. ISO. That's going to create more threes for McKinney, more threes for Iguodala, which probably isn't the shot you want. It, just just have him go at Fred Van Vliet. I, doesn't matter to me. If, if Fred Van Vliet is going to lock Steph up, I'll go down. I'll watch the Warriors go down with Fred Van Vliet locking Steph up. I am sick of watching Andre Godala dis- decide not to shoot after holding the ball for three seconds. I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen it enough. It's it for me, man. Like, if you're going to lose, lose with Steph Curry. Lose with Clay Thompson. Stop losing with Festus Azili. So I'm, I'm, I agree with that. I want to play back the audio. Um, Clay today was talking about wanting to get one more game in Oakland. You know, you just got to go get one to start. And um, I'm using the motivation of bringing one back to Oakland to help. You know, we feel like the city of Oakland deserves one more game at least. So if we want that to happen, we got to go out and take care of business tomorrow. I was also on the other side of 3-1, losing a lead. So I try to reference that standpoint, how I was feeling back then. You know, maybe I don't know if the Raptors are feeling this, but you feel very confident. You know, all you got to do is win one. So you see both sides, and... How is it similar? Um, I mean, both teams, that OKC team and this Raptor team, are very similar as far as their length, athleticism, star power. And, uh, yeah, you just got to take So he's kind of referencing all the different experiences they've had over the last five years. And that's kind of something all the Warriors, um, I guess we can call them the old guard, the players who've been here for the full five-year run, um, everyone from Steph, Clay, Draymond to Iguodala, Livingston, even Bogut, they keep talking about kind of you know drawing back on that experience, having come back 3-1, having lost one up 3-1, uh, and all the various um, angles. You know, they're not, they're not um, scared of this moment. They're, you know, they're just trying to deal with it play by play. Uh, I just keep going back to it. It's outside of Steph and Clay, uh, everyone else may know what they want to do. I don't know if they physically can do it anymore, Andy. <laughs> we got a caller, by the way, Sam, that wants to talk about more Bogut. Let's <laughs> talk about more Andrew Bogut. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much right. Like, they, they maybe they know what they want to do. Maybe they have all the adjustments. Maybe they know these are the plays that they have to make, the defensive schemes that they have to, to do correctly, right? They just can't do it, right? Anytime you play Bogut and Cousins, you can't guard and pick and roll, right? Like even if you want to, maybe Bogut used to be able to do that. Right? I saw yeah, Pascal doesn't Siakam. It, doesn't it give you the him. feel of? I mean, I, I hate putting any sort of pickup analogy, but when you just play against someone who's just better than you, and it's like you know what you need to do to guard them, but you physically can't do yeah. it. Yeah, it's a lot of that going on with a lot of the Warriors' older players in the rotation right now. You just cannot have. 
Bogut play or Cousins or Livingston or even well, you I mean, can't have them play big minutes. You're, I, I think the issue is you're, you're okay with them buying a few minutes here or there, but they're not buying minutes. They have to play a big role because of the injuries right now. Yeah, I mean those are rough. So let, let's uh, we'll segue into that with Greg and Berkeley. So we'll talk about Bogut and Cousins. Greg, sir, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think uh, we should play Cousins and Bogut more because even though, I say, for example, the last time he lost the ball, before he lost the ball, he, he got the ball the same way. They tried to pass the ball. He grabbed the ball in the middle of, of the key and came back with it. And also when, when uh, Kawhi Leonard tried to shoot, he, he, he put his arms way up. He's tall enough. So Leonard, lost, he, he, he missed the ball. I mean, he didn't make the basket. And it was going back and forth. We don't score, they don't score. But when we get a lot of small people there, they're so tall, they just get rebound after rebound, and then they score. And then that's when the score got lopsided. When when KD and Bogut were in the game, we were either up or we were down by at most like one point. I think Bogut was plus six and, and Cousins was minus four or something like that, or minus six. Look at all the other people. They're, they're a lot more minus than, than those two. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, uh, and thanks for calling in, Greg. No, I'm with you. I, I think they do need to, to I, I think they need to play Andrew Bogut more than Cousins in the last two games. Bogut's been the better player. Um, it's just, it's defensively. It's just, you you can't have Cousins out there defensively. And they, they figured it out. Raptors made the adjustment. They were a little bit rattled by what he did in came two. Then they figured it out. And on offense, it just, it's not there. It's not there. And I don't want to kind of harp on, you know, the turnovers or the shooting or whatever it is. He literally is playing through a torn quad and an Achilles injury. So there's not much you can say, but I think that's just unfortunate. It's just time like you, for him you to really, sit. you really do feel for the guy, and you, you got to respect the uh, kind of heart to try to play through it. Oh, yeah. But it's yeah. just you're right. It's it's I don't see a matchup in which he can play because they know immediately to run a pick and roll on him the minute he comes on the court. Kawhi has his man screening and he's running whatever he wants at him, yeah. or Kyle Lowry is, or Siakam is, you know, down the line. Um, I wanted to get to, by the way, if you want to join us, uh, you can call in 888-957-9570. We will be taking calls the rest of the hour, or you can text us on the Chilton Auto Body text line, 95795. All right, so let's, uh, we got, what, 10 minutes, 12 minutes? We got 15. talk about resiliency because the Warriors they were down or no they weren't down they were they lost Kevin Durant then they beat the Rockets in game five they went into Houston won game six and then they went up against a Portland team that was undermanned but they swept that team giving them a bunch of rest I don't even think that Portland team was as undermanned as they just weren't as talented they were a bad matchup the Warriors have the way the the uh, Blazers are constructed. Perfect team for the Warriors to play without KD because they can run that Steph Dream on pick and roll all day and get whatever they want. And I, I think there has to come a point where we do have to look at this Warriors team fifth year in a row making the finals. All the games that they played. I mean, they're still these games aren't blowouts. Like they might be out talented, but they're a close game still. They are in that range where somebody texted in and said the Warriors were up at halftime. They were up by 10 pretty much the entire first half. They went into halftime up, I believe, four. Yeah. And that third quarter was just, it, they fell apart, right? So I do think that they still have a 
you know, we're still a champion. We're still a three-time champion. We still are good enough to win the series, regardless if we're down 3-1 or not. Like, I still do think to have that. Like, I think maybe there's a bit too much of people kind of writing the obituaries, and it's not over yet. The 510 text in, um, you're all homers. <laughs> if the Warriors were up 3-1, everyone would say it's over. Now down 3-1, everyone says it's not over. It's Shake funny. my head. I will say this. If they were down 3-1 with a healthy KD, I don't think any of us would be looking for a glimmer of optimism. But the fact KD may be back in the series next game is enough to give you a little hope because that completely changes oh, the yeah. complexion. This isn't, you know, I thought Looney played amazing in game four uh, and he's fighting through that injury, but we're not talking about inserting a nice role player. We're talking about <laughs> inserting one of the best players in the league and one of the greatest of all time. And by the way, no excuses for the Warriors too. They've made no excuses themselves. Nothing. They're just going out there. They know what they have. If they lose, they lose. They win, they win. It's there's no asterisk. There's no. By the way, Sam, you just got three guys on the phones, just by uh, just by saying the. That doesn't happen to me. I always I always say the phone number. I don't get any calls. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we got ten minutes. Let's go home. Let's let's run through it. Uh, Steve in Newark on line one. Steve, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, guys? We're good. I have, uh, I have uh, a thought about the next game. I would start Boogie Cousins because I think he's much better on the road. He likes to go into a, a enemy's uh, coliseum and show them what he's got. He played really good when they won. They won game, and he was really good. And then if he's you know not really charging it fast, immediately get Bogan in. Kerr has to start switching these guys fast because he has to find that somebody and a group of guys that are working together take the heat off of Curry and Clay, and then it'll spread it to the final. So uh, thanks, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks for calling in. Uh, Newark. East Bay. Uh, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Shaking his head. Uh, he is right, but I don't think um, – Kerr's issue has been um, not making fast subs. It's more he keeps changing one flawed solution for another flawed solution. Uh, and it's be- Yeah, it's because it, there's just they don't have a lot of wings. This is a series that would be perfect for the small ball lineup with Draymond at center, with Katie at power forward. Uh, but with Katie out, I mean, they can't play. They don't have other ways to get Draymond at center. Yeah. No, there's no way. There's no other ways. All right. So uh, we got uh, Srini from San Carlos. Let's just go to him first. I saw him on the line earlier. So wants to talk about the bench and uh, what KD can bring. Srini, how's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, love your show. You know, I um, I almost wonder what how you guys think about this you know, in, in terms of, you know, the Warriors basically cleared and uh, – depleted a decent bench to make way for KD. And it's no surprise at some level that if the guy you brought in is not on the floor, you're not going to stand a chance against a good team. And that's kind of what's playing out. So, uh, it, you know, it almost, I mean, I would love for the Warriors to win, but the rational side of me can't help but think that there's no chance that they're going to win this if, if, they, if the one person who they brought in to get stuff done is not going to take the floor or is hobbled on the floor. Thank you, Srini. Um, 
I agree with you. I yeah. So it's like everyone always likes to talk about strength in numbers and kind of that whole credo and how Kerr likes to play eleven guys. You kind of get rid of that when you bring in KD and you make that trade eleven out of ten times. Um, you know, getting rid of uh, you know letting a Mo Spates, a Harrison Barnes, Leandro Barbosa go to bring in one of the greatest players of a generation. It's a no brainer. Um, it, but yeah, if, if he can't go because he suffered an injury against the Rockets, uh, quite frankly, um, Andy, it was just kind of like a freak injury. Maybe, I don't, I don't know how else you put it. He kind of just pulled up on a shot. Uh, I mean, it might've been fatigue. Maybe might, played it, too much. It might've been, I mean, they yeah. were relying on him pretty heavily, but yeah, you gotta do that, it. That is a good point. This isn't, this isn't like losing, um, your backup center. This is, you're literally losing one of the foundational pieces of everything you do. Yeah. No, that there's there's no other way to put it. You look across NBA history, there is no team that lost a player of Kevin Durant's caliber and won the NBA Finals, you know, Western Conference Finals even, right? Like that's the fact that the Warriors won, you know, that series against Houston when when KD set, like that that was huge. Like I'm not saying that's a championship or anything like that, but, you know, it was uh, it was definitely a uh, a great moment. So we'll we'll see if they can pull this off. Let's keep going. Oh, uh, let's go to uh, Winston in Oakland. Um, talk about Rockets lineups, huh? Winston, how you doing? Good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely, man. What we got? Chemistry is qualitative. So basketball is not always not always about X's and O's. Stick the same lineup that was working against the Rockets. I'm glad you guys mentioned pick up ball. When you win two or three games on the, on the court, right, someone new comes in, the gusto is gone. Get that same lineup in there. I hope Steve Kerr's listening. Play that lineup until we lose a game. I was hoping they would do that against Toronto. So you're, you're suggesting they should start Looney at center? Because that's the only difference between what they're doing now and what they did against Houston. They started Looney. You know what? I don't remember um, all the minutiae of the personnel, but the ball was just moving, moving smoother. And as you know, in like in pickup ball, if you if it's working, you're getting open shots. The muscle memory is there. The ball's moving around. Steve Kerr is a disciple of of Popovich and, and Phil Jackson, right? It's all about the ball, the energy, moving around, muscle memory. Get back to the basics of chemistry instead of worrying about getting Boogie a ring. Let's get him a ring. I mean, getting him in. Let's just get him a ring rather than worrying about who's coming in, who's coming out. But use what was working. Thank you, Winston. Um, yeah, I, one thing. One good. thing I will say in that uh, it's a lot easier for Andre Iguodala, um, Bogut, whoever it may be, to get up for one game than five, six, seven, which a full series. They caught Houston off guard. They were able to dial it up for one game there. That's di- it. Would have been a different series if they had to play that whole series without KD. Yeah, without yeah, without KD. Absolutely correct. And you know, I, I do. I mean, Looney was out; he was injured, so he couldn't play Game Three. But uh, I agree; like they should probably play him more. They would start him tomorrow, but again, we think KD's coming back. I think you were. I think KD's coming back. So and if KD, go with if that KD comes back, I I feel pretty confident. You think he's starting? <laughs> yes, I think he's starting. But Maybe. I think they'll go with the um, uh, the Hamptons Five lineup. Uh, the small ball lineup, um, you know, I guess they could start Looney and bring it all off the bench, uh, but it's it's a no, fairly no. good guess they're going to go with the uh, the Hamptons five. Yeah, they're going to go with that five. And if you're gonna if you're gonna die, 
It's kind of dark. Not going to die. That's that's rough. If you're going to lose a championship, if you're going to lose a title run. Go out with your best lineup. Yep. Yep. Go out with your best lineup. Go out with your best players. Um, All right. We got a hard out in three minutes. So, Daniel, South San Francisco, you are our last caller. All right. Game five. What we got? All right. So, it's pretty simple. You guys just mentioned don't die. But, I mean, the simple line is you live and die by the three. And I just want to say that we start the Hamptons five lineup. There is absolutely no reason why in the first quarter we're trying to run some whack offense. Like, put the ball in Steph's hands. You run pick and roll with Dre. You run pick and roll with Clay, And you live and die by the three ball. If they can't do that early on in the first quarter and come second, third, even in late into the fourth, if you're just trying to find some sort of rhythm, we're done. And I'm going to be like Guru. I'm going to be drinking margaritas. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Not a margarita guy, are you? It wouldn't be the first thing I would order if I was a restaurant. Yeah, just like the headaches are so bad, and just like sometimes, like you get just you just get way drunker twenty minutes in, and you're just like like the fifth one, and you're just like, hey, this is like you know Coke or whatever, and all of a sudden you're hammered. Like, what's we, the point of that? Yeah, we can we can discuss our favorite cocktails after the Warriors get okay. uh, eliminated or pull off the comeback. Oh, pull off the comeback! I don't think I'm showing up. It's going to be a very. Uh, very long Sunday. So the if, Warriors. If they pull off the comeback, you'll just start posting pictures of all your favorite cocktails. Is that what's going on? I'll be posting a lot of pictures of something. Uh, um, we've so so game five is tomorrow. Game four is on Saturday, Thursday, if necessary. And then game six. What did I say? Four. It's a long day, man. The you're like, you're like that brain. guy asking uh, Clay all those questions. And he's like, we all know about game six, Clay, but there might not be a game six. Are we going to see a game five, Clay, instead now? Oh, no, he cut it off at the laugh. Uh, sorry, uh, I just had to bring in the game six, game five. You know, there's a lot of like clay pseudonyms or whatever you want to call it. Um, so game seven, if there is a game seven, is going to be next Sunday. Um, that's at five o'clock or that six, is correct. Six o'clock. Okay. But we got we got to take this like the Warriors, which are just saying one game at a time. One game they, at got, time. they got to win Monday before we can worry about any of those other games. Let's let's uh, let's do predictions because we got one minute, Sam. Yeah, I, I, I want to bring this up beforehand. Yeah. Every Warrior player who spoke to the media today talked about kind of just winning one um, so they can get one more game at Oracle. Uh, it seems to be like an emphasis. Do you think that can give them a little added edge, or is that just kind of one of those like? It sounds good, but we're well beyond yeah, that. Yeah, I think it sounds great, but it doesn't matter. But here, here's here's the thing. I think they win this series. I do think they win in seven. I think Kevin Durant plays. I think he plays well. He's not going to be Kevin Durant. I think he plays one. I think they win. So we got 30 seconds. What do you think? I think if KD plays tomorrow, we're going seven. <sighs> going seven? We need we need, a, we need a, are they winning in seven, Sam? You're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be on. If, if uh, they play Game 7, we will be on next Sunday. So We'll be, we'll be on either way. But uh... oh, Fair. Fair. Andy Liu, Samus Fendiari, Warriors World Radio. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.